0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. That's me, Amy Lee. Want to let you guys know that we do have a um, disclaimer on today's episode. We're going to be getting into some adult content. Yes, that kind of adult. Um, So if you have small children around or grandmothers that are um, not interested in hearing about the uh, female anatomy, I uh, suggest that you put them in the other room or tell them to go watch cartoons because today is going to be fire i have the incredible dr stefania shimano here and oh my goodness when i bring her on the camera you will feel the energy you probably are already starting to feel it now she is incredible she is my own coach she has helped me tremendously and i was so elated when she um agreed to be on the show i want you guys if you're out there live let's bring the energy let her know that you're out there say hi let us know where you're joining us from Feel free to share this, um, which hopefully I made it public because sometimes I don't do that. Um, but I will be right back with Dr. S stay in a minute. You're listening to the design your dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them each week. I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. So welcome back, everyone. As promised, I have Dr. S here. She is incredible. Just wait until you meet her. Um, I can't even say enough about her, but let's let her talk. So hello, Dr. Stefania. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you, Amy? Amy Lee.
0: i am so good good. and mom don't watch this episode okay thanks Um, so let's let's start kind of at the beginning like where you know kind of tell us about your journey from where you started and, and kind of where you got to what you're doing now
1: so i was a naturopathic doctor for nine years uh and in 2017 i closed my medical practice uh, for a bunch of reasons. One, I had had enough of how you have to run things to be in the medical profession. Uh, I'm a little bit more of a rebel than that. Uh, I don't like being told uh, how to fit in and, and do all the rules, uh, it gets exhausting. But also, um, I found that I was kind of burning out giving to everyone else. And when I was getting home to my three year old son, I had nothing left to give. And after a couple of years of that, it was sort of a hey, this isn't changing. Uh, my son is not getting much mommy. And there was definitely enough, none left over for me. So I transitioned into an online business. And I started off kind of doing medical intuitive work there. And then my work opened up even bigger when changes happened in my own life. And I realized that I had kind of negated a lot of my femininity. And when I say that, I mean my ability to be soft or open or to receive without a lot of effort And so I began a journey of awakening my femininity, healing with masculine energies so that I stopped sort of impersonating a man, if you know what I mean. Uh, And so that changed my biology. It changed how I run my business. It changed how aware I was of who I really am. And then of course the world responded to me differently. So it started to become a passion of mine that other women can learn to do the same uh, so life becomes a whole lot easier, a whole lot juicier. And, uh, yeah, I'm in a whole new place now.
0: Yeah. It's amazing what happens. Like you don't even realize that, you know, we, we don't realize when we step into that masculine, like energy, there's a feminine, strong energy, and then there's a masculine, strong energy. And like, they, they don't necessarily coexist. Right. So you need to kind of be able to hold the energy of the, the, the powerful feminine as much as you hold the masculine energy because there, there's wounded masculine energy too, right?
1: Absolutely. And, and we do flow between the two, kind of what the Chinese call the yin and the yang. So we have both mm-hmm. and learning to flow between both and kind of when is the hat you want to wear? When is it appropriate? Mm-hmm. And to be able to come back to enough yin or feminine energy that the female biology thrives, that's what's super important that we, ha- uh, that we need
0: to know. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's dig in because we don't usually do this. We kind of hem and haw a lot, but we're not doing that today. Mm -hmm. So you refer to your work as the surgery, and I would love for you to explain to these folks out here who don't know what they're getting themselves into, what the surgery refers to and kind of what it is that you really do.
1: So when I'm working with a client, um, I'm a highly clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient being. So I can see, hear, and feel what is going on inside of a body. I've been this way most of my life, but I really started to hone in on it when I did a shaman's apprenticeship uh, 10 plus years ago. And so when someone comes to me, I can basically see inside your body and I can hear what's going on on a soul level and I can feel it inside myself. So uh, my joke is don't bother lying, darling. I can tell. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, we go really deep. Um, and what we dig out is stagnation. So stagnant life force, stagnation held by the way you've judged yourself or felt judged by others. That That's kind of a really soft and basic way to say it. But if we go even deeper, it can be deep grudges against the masculine, deep issues that we have with coming into our femininity because we're afraid of being weak or vulnerable. We have grudges against God. We have grudges against our parents. And all of this can lead to stagnancy in your business. So it could be with clients, it could be holding money at arm's length and you don't even know that you're doing it. It can come through in a lot of different ways, but uh, we call it the surgery because I sort of uh, energetically excise the issue. If you are willing, if you can submit and be compliant, uh, then it will be removed from you. And, boy, then like all of a sudden way more life force is flowing, way more money is flowing. So it leads to all kinds of flow, which feels really fabulous.
0: So you touched on something that I really want to kind of, you know, um, dig into, and it's, you talked about submission, you talked about the feminine and there's a very real, and I I would say it's a pretty sinister force that tries to paint submission and femininity and all of that stuff as women being abused or women being, you know, um, trampled on or women not being equal. My question is kind of twofold. Why do you think that message is broadcast? Like what is the purpose of trying to make women think that stepping into their femininity is somehow, you know, erasing them? And How do you see people being able to kind of get around that so that they can, you know, start to work on this part of themselves within the construct of, you know, this, what do they call it? The patriarchy, right?
1: Yeah. So the first half of the question was, um, will you repeat the first half of the question, please?
0: Yeah. So the first half of the question is, why do you think it behooves the powers that be To make women feel like stepping into their femininity is somehow um, erasing them or making them less than. like Why is that such a prevalent message?
1: Well, I'm not sure if it's the powers that be that do that or if it's that women have been so accustomed to what we would call non-consensual dominance that they hold within their system a like never again. Because they certainly do not want to be victimized, re-victimized, or experience additional trauma. And I think part of the misconception is that, you know, like if we become submissive to God or to our own intuition, that we would have to sort of be submissive across the board. And that is certainly not true. We use our discernment, which is our ability to tell yes from no in a way that serves you and benefits you the most. So to whom do you submit? God maybe your husband, and that's kind of it. So Mm -hmm. it isn't just you submit, submit all over the place, but submission to your intuition and what's best for you, that's where we focus. So if women learn to do that, they are sovereign. If women are able to submit to their true intuition and what's best for them, you cannot control them. So to kind of answer your question more directly, the powers that be would love to control you.
0: Right, right.
1: But a woman who knows her discernment, who answers only really to God, you cannot fuck with her.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No, and, and I love that. And I think people get this misconception of what submission is. I mean, submission is the highest form of power because all you do is revoke the power, revoke, revoke your submission, and then that person doesn't have it anymore. There's vulnerability in someone submitting to you because you have to admit that they get to decide whether they submit or not. And people get it backwards. They think that like submission is like, oh, this woman's walking around with her head down. It's like, no, I'm literally saying, I'm trusting you with creating what it is that I want, like, or manifesting what I want, right? I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to trust you. Like, don't betray my trust because I'll pull that submission right the hell back and you'll be back out on your butt somewhere. You know, like people don't see it that way.
1: You can always choose to say no again. That's the thing. It doesn't create imprisonment. It doesn't create servitude. But it's rather that we're submitting to our higher power Mm -hmm. and our ability to trust that, follow it, and let the divine lead us. And it's through that that we get immense power. Because, you know, God will always bring you what's best for you, even if you don't fucking like the journey. (laughs) It really depends on how well you follow it. You can make it longer and suffer more if you so choose. Uh, But um, so many times a woman kind of gives her power away to try to get people to be nice or to hope that she gets approval or validation. And that's where things go awry. So we don't teach that at all. It's rather to come into what is like a congruence between what your body says and what your crown or spiritual knowledge says. So when the two agree, when your gut and your spiritual knowledge are on the same page, you cannot be led astray.
0: Yeah, it's like being plugged into source. Like Mm -hmm. you're getting the messages directly into your body. It's like the ethernet versus Wi-Fi, right? There's no disturbance in the signal. You're literally (laughs) channeling it right through your body.
1: Exactly.
0: I I completely love that. Um, Okay, so to get into this even deeper... Mm-hmm. One of the things you know that I work mostly with entrepreneurs and I work with high achieving intuitive entrepreneurs. I work with the people that like just can't seem to fit the mold, right? Like they're, they they know they know things, but they don't know what they know. And they're constantly second guessing themselves, they're mm-hmm. second guessing their choices, they're second guessing their abilities, they're second guessing themselves against all of these, you know, I guess you just call them normal people, right? Um, And what I find is that a lot of them have kind of taken that sensual part of themselves, that, that feminine, you know, I don't know, wiles, I guess, and kind of just like turned it off, right? Like it's just completely, it's just, I I don't even go there anymore. There's cobwebs down there, but what you've taught me, and, and what I'm sure you could talk about ad nauseum is that there is a very real connection to your sensuality, to your, you know, kind of your mystique and the success of your business. And that's pretty much where, you know, your bread and butter is, right? Like, that's really what you deal with is kind of bringing that connection and reconnecting it. So what I want to know is, what do you think is, like, what is the connection between stepping into your your feminine power and and really – exercising that muscle for lack of a better word um, and the success of your business. And of course, as you call it, your wealth portal.
1: I find that if I try to go down the road of creating an offer, writing a post, uh, making any kind of writing piece, anything that I'm doing at all, and there's no turn on for me, then it's almost like a dry pussy. It's as... (laughs) It's as if that's what I'm presenting to the world and nothing comes back. Even if it's beautifully tangible, even if it's so strategic and the structure is really great, if there's no like juice or sort of va-va-voom for me, it goes nowhere. But if I allow myself to really dig in deeper, push the envelope, maybe get a little bit taboo in what I'm presenting and how I feel in my body as I'm creating it, That has always led me to extreme and exquisite success. And it's really funny because every once in a while, you'll almost want to repeat something you already did, but it lost its juice. You've moved on. So you really have to pay attention to, does this light up my body? Can I even feel myself getting a little wet? Can I allow myself to enjoy that and to inject that into how I run my business? And why would that be a bad thing? You know, some people get a little funny about it. Like, Oh, sex sells. I'm like, I'm not actually selling sex, darling. I'm helping you find where your body is a yes or your body is a no. So we're back to discernment again, but this time we're involving your anatomy in a way that feels super duper good. And the world responds.
0: Yeah. And you know, you bring up a good point about the whole taboo part. Like, At some point in history, we decided that parts of our body were okay to see and parts of them weren't. Part of them were dirty and part of them were clean. And, you know, where that came from is kind of arbitrary if you really look back at it. But we know, you know, we're starting to see that the more somatic connection we have to our body, we absolutely see that reflected in our business and you know, society, the way that it is, and the way that, like, Zucker, whatever his name is on here, um, wants you to be distracted and looking at 10,000 things at once and thinking of the future and thinking of the past. And and the truth is, when you're not in your body, you're not alive. You're not Mm -hmm. alive. You're not alive. You're thinking of the past, you're thinking of the future, you're projecting your consciousness back or forward, you're not here. So mm-hmm. the key and the work, right, is to really step back into your somatic body. Mm-hmm. And so if it doesn't put you on the spot, mm. me, I was thinking maybe we could do like a little mini somatic exercise to kind of show these people what it feels like to slam yourself back into your body mm. and, and what it feels like to embody yourself as a human. Do we have a minute or two to do that?
1: Absolutely. Um Well, the first thing we need to do is to start to tone the nerve that goes from the brain to all the organs and calms things down. That's called the vagus nerve. And there's a technique I like to teach called the holy erotic breath. And so what's so erotic about it is that you imagine that you are kissing a lover or breathing in the breath of God. It can be done either way. But you're going to sense that the breath that is rolling over your tongue and down your throat and into your lungs is like velvety on your tongue. It feels good and erotic to your mouth. And then as you exhale it, the exhale will be prolonged longer than the inhale. And these two things together really tone that nerve and calm calm the feminine system and we like to do three in a row so let's begin you're going to do it with an open mouth so that you can feel the breath over the tongue soft and sensual and all the way down and back out and lean your body back just a little so you're even more in a receiving posture and notice that soft sigh as you exhale like you are contented (laughs) and one more and just notice did you land back in sort of your pelvic bowl down into the root of you just a bit more with that it can be repeated anytime, anywhere with no tools. Super simple. And that's just step one. Step two would be imagining you could comb or gather back all of the energy that you've scattered out all over the place, whether it's social media, you know, something that you're going to do later, what you're going to have for lunch, getting your kids off to school. Wherever your brain is, gather it all back. You can, it might take you a few minutes. It might just take one, but just keep gathering back. So you can kind of feel the energy field around you is getting fuller with you. Get full of yourself. (laughs) For real, get fucking full of yourself. This is only you can bring you back. No one can even do that for you. And when you land back in the body and the body is calm and a little more open and in that yin, like we talked about, or um, what's called the parasympathetic frequency, which is the opposite or fight or flight, it's from here we make our better decisions. It's from here that the discernment is sharp. It's from here that no one can fuck with you. You don't have to always be like dukes in the air. you got to be in your body. That's the way it works. That's how the feminine biology in your hormones and all your brain chemicals benefit from you coming all the way back to you. How's that feeling?
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. How about you guys out there in Facebook land? <laughs> Comment and let us know. Did you do that exercise? How did it feel in your body? Would love to hear how it worked for you. We've got quite a few folks watching. Um, Yeah. I mean, it really makes a difference, right? That congruence between your conscious spirit and your body, your body is the only way that you can move through the world, right? Like that's, this is the only vessel that you get. So you have to make sure that you stay connected to it. There are powers that be that don't want you connected to it. They want you distracted. They want you out here. They want you out there. The more you can get back into your body, the more powerful you are. And that exercise right there, which I do all the time, Is really, really powerful. Mm So, speaking about this power, right, I would love for you to share because I know a lot of them. By the way, guys, the way that I found Dr. S, um, I don't actually know how I found her, but I do know that I started getting her emails, and there was something about the way that she wrote that was so on point with what it was Mm -hmm. that I was going through at the time with being an alpha female, with being a high achiever. And really kind of feeling like I had to wear the pants all the time and whining about how I had to wear the pants all the time until I realized that as long as I continued to try to wear the pants, then I was going to have to wear the pants. When I mm-hmm. said "No, I don't want to wear the pants and I'm submitting to the fact that I don't want to wear the pants. I wanted to mm-hmm. do these things instead. That was when things really started to change. And lo and behold, she shows up in my inbox and the rest is history. And I've been in her program for a while and I can't recommend it highly enough. But enough about me. Mm-hmm. I want to hear for them, tell some, a couple of little stories, you know, vignettes about the befores and afters of working with you and what this work has done for some of the entrepreneurs that you've encountered.
1: Well, it's interesting that you bring up the wear the pants, Uh, I have a client in mind, and she shall remain anonymous. Uh, She was definitely someone that wanted more uh, emotional closeness with her husband. And you know, I'm not exactly a relationship coach, I help women with themselves to come back and to be more feminine, but remain powerful at the same time, or what I call feminine potency. So she was thinking like, I want more closeness with my husband. I wish he would lead a little bit more. I'm just so tired. But like you said, she was so used to wearing the pants or like taking the reins all the time. What she was missing was first of all, the trust that she could let him lead at all. So he was frustrated thinking like, why aren't you letting me? So they were kind of in a power struggle. It was sort of like uh, she was cock blocking him (laughs) in a way. It's like, When we are super duper in our all lead, I got the sword, get the fuck out of my way. I can get it done right, you just take too long. When we're in that kind of an energy, it's like two cocks fighting. Like the man in your life isn't gonna know what to do with that. It's not that he necessarily needs you to submit all the time but you're gonna wear yourself out. So what we ended up doing with her is finding all of these little pockets where she wanted him to lead but she was scrambling for the lead herself. It was like, I really wish he would, but let me just do it myself, I'm so much quicker, or whatever was the reason for her. You can see her before and after pictures even. She used to look more masculine. She almost had like a high, like a flat top when we met. And now she's got this gorgeous longer hair. Her face looks softer and more feminine. The way she's choosing to dress is different. And the other things that are super tangible that happened, it was like out of the blue, she got a new car and a six-figure contract and her relationship with her husband is radically dynamically different. So she was an incredible example of that. Another woman, a business owner and very high-powered, very strong woman, really knows her stuff, expert in her field. She always thought that her husband wasn't picking up the fucking slack She was constantly frustrated with him, wished that he would just either earn more money or get something done. She kind of looked at him as a bit of a slacker and as if he was intimidated by her success. Well, she held that energy on her body of, you're not keeping up. She held that energy of, I wish you would man up. So his energy toward her felt kind of condescending and kind of like picking at her. What we had to do was switch around her energy so that she saw not only was he doing his best, but he thought he was never gonna fucking measure up. And if a man thinks that, he will be defensive. That's just the way it is. So she had to soften first. She was waiting for him to go first. But really her frequency not necessarily her actions, but the energy that she held in relation to him and her view of him, that frequency changed first, and then she saw changes in, her be- in his behavior without her having to ask him to do so. It was a natural and reflexive change by how her frequency changed. Women usually don't want to hear this. They're like, if he would just blah, 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 I'd be fine. If he would just go first, then I could soften. And unfortunately, here's the uh, the bitter pill to swallow. We got to go first, sisters. We got to go first in our frequency because if you're all covered in spikes, it's not going to work. And we have to put down these grudges and we have to change that frequency that changes our biology so we feel good in a softer body. And then it's like all of a sudden you almost smell different to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... She's different. I can't tell what it is, but I know something's different.
0: Oh, and I've seen it firsthand. I mean, I definitely have, you know, because it's true. Like, it's like they say, you know, being angry at someone or holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, right? And so, like, when you're in this relationship with someone you claim to love, and I think this is so funny, too, because I know so many women who love to brag about, I finally make more money than my husband did. And I'm like, aren't you a partnership? Like, doesn't it all go into the same household like I I never understood competing with the person you're intimate with but it's true though like in in the day-to-day household environment like we think that if we turn the other cheek first or if we come to the table first that somehow they're getting away with it but the Mm -hmm. truth of the matter is we're the ones who block out because now all of a sudden things are going to get better so it's like well do you want to hold the grudge And you can be right for the next four years and, you know, your vagina will dry up and you'll never see, you know, a moment of, of pleasure again. Or do you want to say, you know what, I probably had a part in this and let's come to the table and let, you know, let's talk about it. For us, it's always been hyper communication, literally, Hey, I'm going to go in my room and read a book for a while. If you need me to come watch the kids so you can have a break, let me know. Right. Because we now know that that's not something he'll go, well, I didn't know if you were busy. I didn't know if you were in the office. Great, let me make it abundantly clear where I am and how I can help you. And at first it seems kind of silly. And like, okay, this is kind of like overkill, but honestly it's made a tremendous difference because we both know that we're both trying, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of difference is like when you, like you said, when you have spikes all over you, right? The I remember a couple of days ago, um, I was mad at my husband and he knew it and I was dressed all cute and I'm like, you didn't even say anything to me all day. He's like, you didn't want it for me. And he was right, right? If he had said that I was cute that day, he would have probably gotten a mouthful. But you know that they know, they know. And so even just backing down that tiny, tiny bit really makes the difference. And oh my goodness. I mean, guys, I can't even explain to you and I really shouldn't because it's all, you know, behind a paywall what this woman is capable of and really kind of how, how healing um, the work that she does is. So I want to drop um, her website real quick. So you guys can go check her out. If you're not already stalking her, then you know, you're missing out. Um, That's her website. She's also got this fabulous group on Facebook, which is called feminine potency. It used to have a very different name um, which is what I still, when I'm looking for it, I still look for it under that, but this is what it's called now. So check that out. Um, And there was something else I was gonna say about that, Um, Mm -hmm. about the work, about the stuff.
1: We're gonna talk mm -hmm. about that, switching hats. What's that? Switching hats.
0: Switching hats.
1: Between businesswoman and lover or any of that?
0: Oh yeah, well, I was gonna ask the guys out here if they have questions that they wanna ask Mm -hmm. in the comments, like, this is the time to do that because she's here. And like, I don't know, I'm, I'm like fangirling. I do that when like somebody's energy is this powerful. So excuse me, I know I, I, I sound like a like a like I'm at an NSYNC concert in the 90s. But this is this is this is what happens, you guys. I don't care <laughs> about celebrities, but give me a thought leader and I just turn into, you know, a puddle. Um, yeah, so so when it comes to doing, you know, this work, and um, you use the term alchemy all the time. Mm, mm-hmm. And we were talking yesterday in our coaching call about words and the power of words. Yeah. And alchemy is kind of one of those tier three words where like some people know what it means. Some people don't. It's becoming more popular, I feel like. But what I want to know is what, what is your definition of alchemy when it comes to the work that you do?
1: Alchemy is really the transformation from one substance to another, and we can absolutely do that energetically. And I feel as though you can change the frequency of the body and even the matter that makes up the body when you work with energy. It's easier to change energy than it is to change matter. So when you want to change the body, the energy gets changed first. You change how the mind is viewing it then the energy, and then the matter of the body changes. So I've created this technique called erotic body alchemy, and we do this to help the body to open because I believe that the body of a woman is a creative portal. There is no other way to get to earth than through the body of a woman. I mean, that's birth,
0: right? quotable right there. Do you have that on your page anywhere?
1: Somewhere. (laughs) But also we are, we make incredible creations. Like we are multipliers. You know, the, the man contributes the sperm, we give back an entire baby. Like this is just how we are designed. So the body needs to be able to let things come through. And if we have been full of pain and wounds and traumas and grudges and conditioning, which is a lot of what we're talking about, how we've been conditioned to ignore our femininity then the creative portal is sort of uh, constricted. And this creative portal can bring through wealth and art and books and programs and healing. I mean, we could make this huge list, right? Not to mention all the cooking that we do and and things like that. So that's what uh, I teach women to do, is to open that portal so things can come through. And the alchemy is when we change whatever was hurting, whatever was blocking or making things stagnant into open truth, which is limitless, like absolute infinite abundance. And we know that that exists, but the question is always, how the fuck do I get there? And I also believe that the more that you get things circulating, the more that we allow an erotic sensation that you don't have to hold it all the time. But to allow yourself to enjoy the lusciousness of your life, your life force goes up. Your ability to receive love and to love others goes up. Your ability to have money come through your business or otherwise goes up. So the alchemy is really changing all that you don't want into openness, into that limitlessness.
0: So at the end of the day, are there any practices to go from a working woman to a soft wife for your husband?
1: You have to actually take a moment in between and shift your frequency. So the holy erotic breath that we did is one. And that is actually so freaking simple. People kind of forget it or they almost kind of dismiss it. I'm like, no, really, this changes your nervous system. Because when we are in business mode, we are in a bit more masculine frequency, meaning we are doing direction, decision. We are on time schedules. Things are very structured. When If you go home to your husband like that, you are basically presenting him with a man or something close to it as far as your energetics are concerned. So what we need to do is take a minute to soften, to open, to come into that more parasympathetic, uh, relaxed state you actually have to make a switch. Oh I learned this the hard way by the way. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I came home to the whichever boyfriend at the time like I just had a great day at work you know kind of thing super excited and they were like whoa 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 almost like I walked in with a sword in my hand Whew. you have to take a conscious moment to make the switch it doesn't happen automatically this is your responsibility you are accountable for that switch in your frequency into more femininity. Did that answer the question?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It answered it for me. I mean, yeah. And like, and people have to stop thinking that femininity is a concession, right? It's not a concession. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with embodying the biology that you came here with if that's what you if if that's what you identify as, obviously if you don't identify as that, that's a different story. But if you right. do, th- there's no shame in that. There's there's nothing there's nothing less than about being a woman. And I would argue the people that scream and yell about feminism and you know being the same are the ones who are erasing women, not the people who are fighting to allow women to stand in their own power. I mean, I have no desire to pee standing up. I don't know about you. But that's not something that's on my bucket list, right? In the
1: woods or at home,
0: like (laughs) still crouch a little though. I mean, I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right.
0: You know, and so, but but there are people out there that just want to completely make you know one gender. I mean, on one hand, it's like you've got people that want there to be tons of genders, but what they really want is one gender. They want equality, and equality means same. Equality doesn't mean same. Equality means value same. It doesn't mean cookie cutter. And, and I think it's really important that we have these conversations because people think they're doing women a service by making sure that they don't get one-upped by men, by making sure they have a seat at the table, but just understanding that they have a seat at the table as women, right? Yes, like we, we do. We bring things that the men don't bring. And those things are not less than and acknowledging them doesn't mean that we think women are less than because I'm just, not. I'm sitting here listening to us talk and I'm like, you know, there's people out there that are going to be like, oh, and they're, you know, they're all about the, the feminine, you know, keep sweet. And it's like, no, like, that's not what this is about. This is about no. so much more empowerment of the, of the <laughs> Teresa says, I have no desire to pee standing up. <laughs>
1: Well, and you'd be amazed at how many men message me uh, due to what they've read that I wrote on Facebook. Like, thank you. We men have felt attacked, just pummeled for even being men, for even following our natural instinctual desire to lead and protect the women, not because she needs protecting, but because she's valuable and it feels good to us. And guess what? When a man would like to give you that energetic, protective covering and- Take something off your plate. Sister, that feels good. I was just going to say, that's actually kind of (laughs) hot. It's fucking hot. Yes, it is. And boy, does that do like an incredible benefit for your biology. Most of the women I know that have trouble getting pregnant because I've worked in infertility as well. These women are so incredibly stressed and anxious and in a more masculine dynamic that they can't make progesterone. If you really want to talk biology, this is real stuff. So you, you, the femininity is required for creation. This is why we do not homogenize. The male and the female are needed for creation. That's science, darlings. You know, we can like throw, you know, garbage at this all day long, but it's still gonna take a plus and a minus. It's still gonna take a sperm and an egg. That's how it works. So you can be equal, but not homogenized.
0: I love that, equal, but not homogenized. Someone needs to make a t-shirt of that, I feel like. <laughs> Oh, I love that, Teresa. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my husband calls himself my Magen, which in Hebrew means shield, right? Mm-hmm. He said, you know, not not so that I can walk, so you can walk behind me, but so I can protect you, right? right. Like, it's not about being better than, it's about allowing a man, and you taught me this, right? The, allowing the masculine energy to serve while the feminine be. energy creates right it's like having having like a moat around you while you're you know creating your your empire so that things can't come to you
1: and she serves him back you know this isn't a one-way street and if it's like the happy couples that you meet they're serving each other and serving god like that that's how it really works and even if we take like coupled them out of this for a single woman You know, the masculine can be platonic friends, it can be father, it can be the divine, it can be strangers that do things for you that you're like, Oh, my goodness, I didn't even see that coming. The universe and God will provide this for you. But you have to be open to let it and if you're always like this, I'll do it
0: myself. It's like, fine,
1: lady, no problem. It's amazing what can
0: come to you. Is the great prover, right? Mm-hmm. It only shows you what you believe to be true. So what is it that you believe? Because that's all it can ever show you. And this works with um homosexual relationships too, because there's still a feminine and a masculine, right? There's still Usually. that yin and yan relationship. So that's right. this isn't even just you know a gender thing. This is about balance in intimate relationships. Oh, Teresa says. Definitely is an amazing type of relationship. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Oh my gosh, I feel like we could talk about this for years. Like, I just want to remind you guys of all the yummy places that you can go to hang out with Dr. S. She's got her website. She's got her group. She goes live in her group a lot. Um, Just be mindful. You really want to pay attention. Like, this isn't something that you should like be checking your emails. You really want to make sure that you're sitting down and listening because it's very all encompassing, I will tell you. Um, And then she's got all kinds of funky stuff on her website. Here's a giant link that I can put in the comments (laughs) after. Um, Someday I'll have a VA again, and they'll be able to magic all this stuff. But yeah, she's definitely somebody that you want to follow. You want to make sure that you keep up with her content. She's on Instagram too, same name. Um, Any any parting words, anything else you want to share with these people before they all bombard your DMs?
1: I think that for women, especially, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens for each person, because some women, when they come to this knowledge and they start to feel its truth in their body, it's like they start to cry. There's this relief, something I've kind of always wanted. I didn't even know I wanted it. I didn't know it was possible without it being some sort of non-consensual dominance. Right. It's, a, it's a pattern or a, um, a template that I think that we were actually born to embody and in a way that feels good and safe and right. So for those that are kind of tiptoeing into it, let yourself tiptoe into it. Like there really is no rush. But if you really think that this is for you, I highly encourage you to pursue or at least educate and inquire because what it can do for your body and your relationships and your business and your money and like everything else, and even the way that you parent your children, this can change, I think, from each person ripple out to be better for the world, the family unit. I mean, I'm even a single mother, but I've had to get along with my co-parent in a way that was very, very fucking, fucking humbling to me because I had to let the man make decisions that I did not always agree with. But when you do, the amount of protection and covering that you feel, the amount of more harmony that you feel, the way that you show up for your children, all of that changes in a way that the body takes a deep sigh of relief. All of that anxiety that we all wanna clean out, especially with the current events of the world, can relax deeply if you can find that feminine frequency in your body.
0: Mm. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you guys, she's like an Andy's Mint on your pillow. <laughs> Just <that good>. Refreshing. <laughs> the turn down service, the whole works. So you guys can check her out in all the places. We'll put all the links. She's going to be in the group. She's in the group now. She joined today. So if you guys have questions, um, I will make her a little um, after party thread where you guys can ask your intimate questions. Or if you want, you can jump in her DMs. Um, and ask her questions there. She can give you the links to all of the places. Um, she has a really powerful thing called a wealth scan um, that is just absolutely transformative. So um, if you want to ask her about that, jump in her DMs, ask her about the wealth scan because that is some serious alchemy right there. She's, I'm telling you, you, don't take my word for it. You'll find out for yourself. <laughs> but thank you so much for being here, Dr. S. Mm-hmm. It has been a total pleasure. Um, literally. Mm -hmm. And and thank you so much for being here. And um, I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. And that'll do it for this week's guest, you guys. Until next week, when we have another fantastic guest, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Namaste.